you ever had a task laid out in front of you, something you wanted to do, something you wanted to complete, a goal you wanted to take on, and it felt so monumental and so heavy that you just literally didn't even know where to start. You were overwhelmed and you didn't know where to start. I felt that too. You know, a lot of people, we used to call it paralysis, paralysis by analysis, but it's not even by analysis always. It's always, it well can be caused by a lot of different things. And what I'm going to address today, the probably the most common one is it's really paralysis by lack of clarity. You know, sometimes we're, we kind of know what we want. We know which direction we want to go, but we don't have a crystal clear picture. And because of that, because there's this fog, there's this haze, we're not 100% sure of where we want to go or exactly what the outcome is that we desire. Even if we know the general direction, this lack of clarity kind of holds us back, right? It keeps us from really committing to it. If you think about the times in your life where not only you've accomplished great things, but where you committed fully to the process, when you were when you were just dialed in and you were executing left and right on whatever it is you wanted to do, like let's just Use fitness, for example, where you were, you know, dialed in on your food take. You were hitting your workouts every day, recording all your workouts, going up in weight, uh, getting to bed on time, getting your water, and you were just completely committed to the process. It was usually because you were super clear on what you wanted. The same is probably true in, in anything you've committed to in your career. Not only were you clear on what you wanted, but you also believed you can get it. And so if we're not clear on what we want or we don't believe in our process, it makes it really hard to commit to those actions and we end up stuck. We don't even know where to start or we tell ourselves we don't even know where to start because we lack this clarity or because we lack this belief. And so there's two kind of schools of thoughts to to break out of this state. And there's one school of thought that says, hey, something is always better than nothing. So if you're not 100% sure, just act. Just decide, like, or just not even decide, but like, just act, just do something. Something is always better than nothing. Like create that energy, create that momentum. And that's all well and good. But the opposing school of thought is that, well, dude, action without direction is just wasted energy. You know, action without direction is wasted energy. And to be honest with you, I'm a little bit guilty of having maybe leaned too far in that direction in the past where it's like, dude, I just didn't, I'm inherently lazy. And I just didn't want to do anything that wasn't directly related to my goal. And so if I couldn't tie it to an outcome, I wouldn't take any sort of action. And, you know, just like always, if I'm being real with you, the answer for most people is probably in the middle. There's nuance. There's things to consider. And so my goal for today is just, hey, let you know that, yeah, that answer is in the middle somewhere. And the little nuance, the little perspective shift that you need to take on to to make this an effective solution is say, hey, yes, yeah, some action is better. Like something is better than nothing for sure. So get moving when you have to. And planning is obviously better than not planning. But at the end of the day, no energy is ever wasted as long as we're learning from it. As long as we're learning from it. And so a lot of times when we are overwhelmed, we're like, I don't even know where to start. Oftentimes, it's just because we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to fail. We don't want to take action and going the wrong direction. But if we have this little perspective shift, we'll be like, dude, well, no, nothing is wasted. No time is wasted. As long as I learn from it, then all of a sudden you understand, okay, everything's a learning experience. And now it's easier for you to take action without worrying about whether it's the exact right move for you, you know? And I've done this a thousand times in my life. And I just think about the business that I'm in right now. Back in the day, like I said before, I used to be very... You know, I call it lazy, but the reality is I was scared. I was scared to make the wrong decision and I wouldn't commit fully 
to a process or to a mission without having absolute certainty on like, this is the 12 step, 12 step, not always 12, 10, 15, 20 million step process to get there. And I had to really believe like I was going to get the outcome I wanted. That's where I used to be. And because of that, I probably took less action in those times that, you know, that looking back, that probably hampered my growth because I was so hell bent on like, I don't waste energy. I only strategize. I strategize first and then I execute. Whereas I've gotten to the place, I've slid down that continuum now where I'm a little bit more in the middle to where there are so many initiatives that take place in my business that never see the light of the day public facing <laughs> because I have, you know, one, reserved the right to change my mind, but two, I've committed to taking action, learning from the action, and then evaluating as we go. We call that a soft offense. And the soft op- offense simply means this. You know the general direction you want to go. And even if you're not a thousand percent, million percent clear where you want to go, you at least know the general direction. And so that as you walk that path, though, you have the direction, you have a, a strategy, but you're not rigid. Because as you walk the path, you change, your perspective changes because now you're in a different place on the map, right? And you learn new things, new information comes to light, new information that couldn't be had before you decided to move. And so if I take this approach of a soft offense, there are so many things that I spend energy on and they never see the light of day because I decide after having taken taken some action that it's not the right thing I need to launch for my business, it's not the right product, it's not the right partnership, it's not the right right whatever, and I just scrap them. I'm not I'm not a you know slave to the sunk cost fallacy because what I've realized is that like hey even though I spent time and I spent energy and sometimes money on whatever this business initiative was, and then I ultimately ended up scrapping it. It's never a waste. Because I learned something from it. I became a more seasoned business owner. I got some experience. I probably learned some sort of skill. I learned a few things about it. And so that little perspective right there really helps me, or that I should say that is how I have moved from one side where I just hated, 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 hated wasted energy. I hated doing anything that wasn't tied to an outcome to I've moved along to like, hey, I can take action without being a thousand percent certain of the next million steps I'm going to take because I know that whatever I do, I'm going to learn from it. Now, how did I get there? How did I get there? I'll tell you how I got there. I got there with a strong decision-making framework. That's, that's what's ultimately allowed me to be a little bit more free here. It's allowed me to take action without worrying about whether I'm making the exact right move or what, you know, worried about looking dumb or whatever. I have a strong decision-making process in place. And when you have a strong decision-making process in place and you trust yourself to execute that decision-making process, what happens is that you are free. You can make decisions. You can make big decisions, small decisions. You can make them both quickly and you can make them effectively. And when I say you can make effective decisions, what I mean is that regardless of the outcome, you can stand by your decision because you know you trust the way that you came to it. So sometimes I make decisions, I follow my process, the outcome doesn't go the way I want to. But you know what? My head still hits the pillow at night. I don't really feel like an idiot because I know how I came to that conclusion. I know how I came to that decision. And now I've learned something. I can carry that forward, that experience forward into my life and into my business and whatever. And so when we look at like what is the decision-making framework that I want to dive into, well, it's this. So it's, it starts with the vision. So like I was saying before, you don't have to be 
you don't always have to be crystal clear on your vision before you take action. But that being said, knowing where you're going, knowing the outcome you're going for, knowing what you want your life to look like around that outcome is really the the more clear you can make that, the better your decisions are going to be. The more you can decide, is this action in alignment with what I'm trying to do or is it not? You know, that's step number one. Like, is this thing going to get me closer to what I want or is it not? And when I think about what I want, you know, if you look at it from a business perspective, it's like, well, I want more money in the bank. Or if you look at it from a, you know, fitness perspective, it's like, I want less, less fat and more muscle. Like, yeah, that's true. That that's okay. So that's good. That's a good starting place. But when we talk about clarity of vision in business, I'm not talking about just more money in the bank. I'm talking about what does your life look like around it? How, how much do you have to work every day for that money? How many staff do you have to have to produce that, that money? Like, what do you really want your life to look like? So, you know, in business, revenue and profit is just one metric. It's just one currency, you know, in fitness, fat loss or more muscle is just one currency. But you also have to ask yourself, well, yeah, dude, if you want to be 8% body fat, you do understand that you're going to be in a calorie deficit for a long time, that you're going to be foregoing some social stuff. Right. So it's like, don't just get clear on like, oh, I just want less fat. Look at what do I want? What kind of life do I want to live while I'm losing this body fat? And that's a clear vision right there. And what that does next is allows you to look at your values and your standards. So your values are, I mean, it could, you know, values are kind of, it's kind of a buzzword. I kind of hate it. It kind of, it kind of gets bastardized in this, in this world. Right. But value simply means what are your non-negotiables? Like, what will you not violate? And so I'm going to give, I'm going to give you an example. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't, ex- um, what would you even call it? I don't know. A journaling exercise a while back called discovering your core values because discovery is, you know, super, it's the right word because your main driving core values are, are innate to you. And I don't really think you can just choose them or change them. Right. And so Todd Bumgardner is his name, wrote this book called discovering your core values. And I journaled on it. And what I came up with is my driving value is growth is growth. Right. And so I'm really happy as long as I am growing and expanding as a person. And so if we were to take that and put that into a business sense, well, dude, you know, I could open a subway, I could open a McDonald's and create a bunch of revenue from that franchise, but my growth would be capped because I wouldn't be executing any of the creative force behind that business, right? I would just be following somebody else's systems. And so if the vision is is kind of unclear, where it's like, well, I just want a business that makes more money. Well, if you don't know what your values are, you could inadvertently end up picking a business or picking a lane or picking a path that violates your values. So when I look, I'm like, yeah, you know, I do obviously want a, a business that provides an awesome life for me, but it's got to do so in a way that allows me to continually grow and expand as a person. And so just like, you know, hey, the gym was cool, but the gym also allowed me to start a podcast, you know, right, right. I'm going to date myself on the, on the blog, on our website, you know, start to discover new ways to bring clients in via social media. There's all these things that was always growing and expanding. And that was, that, that means that business was in alignment with my values. And then of course there's, well, what currencies do you value? Do you value your time? Do you value your energy? Do you value money? Do you value influence in relationships? Like what? Yeah, there's an acronym. Timer is the acronym. So it's time, influence, money, energy. And um, why am I not thinking of the last one? Relationships. So it's like, okay, so, 
So if you look at these currencies, what currency do you value? Do I value my time more than anything? Do I value my influence and my connection to others more than anything? My relationships? How about money, energy, reputation? These are all different things we can get from a business. And so if we look at what do I want the business to provide for me and what currencies do I value and what are my core values, it allows me to get even more in tune with when opportunities are presented to me. Does this align with what I want? Hey, maybe I'm at a point in my life where I value time more than money. Maybe I've got enough money and I don't really need that much more coming in. So I really just want to start a business that allows me to have all the time in the world to take my kids to little league and all that shit. Right. Or maybe it's like, Hey man, I do value money, but also I want to be in a line of work that allows me to have some sort of influence, some sort of connection to others. I really value relationships. Or maybe it's like, yeah, dude, money's important, but what about energy? I want to be in a line of work that energizes me rather than drains me. So when we're looking at values, it's not only core values, like I was saying before, like, oh, I value growth, but no, it's, you can look at the currencies as well as what, what currencies do I value as a time, influence, money, energy, and reputation. And it's different in various circumstances, of course, it's different in various seasons of life. But as you're making a decision, if you're aware that these, these different currencies even exist, then guess what? You can make better decisions because of it. And by the way, shout out to, uh, it's the second podcast in a row where I'm giving a little love to Dan Nicholson, who that's where I got that acronym from. Again, rigging the game. Great book. Anyway, the decision-making process starts with the vision and then goes to the values. And the values are, you know, sort of like core values. Who are you as a person, but also what currencies do you want to extract from this decision or make or earn or whatever from the decision. But then there's standards. And standards are kind of like a way of quantifying your values. So, if, so for example, before I said, I value growth. Well, what does that even mean for me? Like what literally, what does that mean? That means, dude, I want to read every single day an hour, or I want to go and travel and be in, and meet people and be at a seminar four times a year. If I say I value growth, what does that mean from a fitness perspective? That means I work out every single day. You know, what are my standards? And so when I'm evaluating an opportunity and I know what my standards are, I know how I can quantify my values. I can look and be like, dude, this job is not going to allow me to get my workouts in. Like the hours are too much or it's going to drain too much of my energy. It's not going to allow me to hold my standard for fitness to continually get more and more fit. Therefore, it violates my value of, of growth. Super important distinction to make between values and standards. They're similar, but you know, the values can be a little bit pie in the sky and intangible sometimes, whereas standards really quantify for that for you. So I'm like, oh, I value family. Great. Or I value time with family, right? That's my currency is time. Awesome. What's the standard? How much time per day, per week, whatever, does this opportunity allow you to hold your standard? And so at your decision-making process this way, you're like, okay, I start with what I want and I try and get as clear about what I want, not just a specific outcome, but what does my life look like around that outcome? And then I look at, well, what do I value? What, like who, as a person, what are my quote unquote core values? And then what currency do I want to try and get out of this opportunity? And then the way I can really kind of evaluate if this aligns with my values, I look at, will this allow me to maintain my standards, which is quantification of my values, right? What that all of that allows you to do is say, hey, it allows you to practice restraint in the face of, you know, big promises 
or it allows you to commit fully. And so when I say practice restraint in the face of big promises, guys, in the business world for sure, or even in the job market in corporate America, there's plenty of opportunities that throw a single currency at you, right? Money. Money's important. Money makes the world go round. But if you don't know how you want to operate in the world, you've never really taken the time to dig deep into your values and you don't really know what standards you're trying to keep, you're only singularly focused on that one KPI, you're going to have a decision-making process that's broken and everything's going to feel overwhelming to you. You're never going to know what's the right opportunity in front of you. And when you are looking at a big goal, like bringing it back full circle, like, hey, I have a huge task I want to commit to, a huge goal I want to set my sights on but I feel so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Well, we have to understand that two things. One, taking action is good. We usually learn. We learn from action probably more than anything else. We learn from doing more than we learn from reading, but also having a strategy is a good place to start and nothing is ever wasted as long as you can learn from something. As long as you can learn from an experience and bring it forward in your life, bring that experience forward with you, I should say, then it was never a waste. In the in the best way to learn, the best way to take that perspective on that perspective shift on is say, hey, put a decision making process in place so that you know that when I decide to take action, I know I'm going to learn something from it. And not only that, but when I take this action, I can evaluate very quickly if I should keep taking it or if I should change gears. And and having your vision clear, understanding your values, and understanding your standards is the thing that allows you is the is the framework that allows you to make decisions quickly and allows you to do so without second guessing yourself. And so I just again I want to repeat that taking action if you if you do something and it doesn't get you what you want. If you make a decision and the outcome doesn't go your way, it doesn't get you closer to what you want. It's not a waste of energy as long as as long as you're using it as experience to learn from. And if you're using it from an experience to learn from, it can be a stepping stone to ultimately get you closer to what you want. That's all I got for you guys today. This is a big, this is a topic that we covered this week in, uh, in Life Examined, which is my mastermind group. We jump on live Zoom calls every Tuesday at 12. Decision making to me is the cornerstone of a good life. And I don't mean like, oh, this person always wins. What I mean is I'm self-assured. I can make decisions. I can weigh them against where I'm going in life. I can weigh them against what I value in life. And I can, my head can hit that pillow at night and I can sleep like a baby and never second guess myself despite the outcome because I know how I came to that decision. That to me, that's the truest form of freedom. And so if you want to live a big, expansive and free life, you have to dial in decision making. So I go hard in the paint on it with all my clients, both from fitness and also in our life examined mastermind. And, um, you know, if that's something that you, you want to learn more about, I would, I would, I would strongly consider going over to my Substack. Go to go to the goodshit.info to actually to learn more. Go to the goodshit.info, and then from there you can get my socials. There's more podcasts up there, and then um, and then you can get access to my Substack as well, which is where I post articles and that sort of stuff. So just subscribe to that, and as articles come out, you'll get emailed about them. And it's a great place to just kind of learn more about all these ideas we talk about. And also, if you were wanting to get behind the curtain (laughs) and join the team, you could also figure out how to work with me from there. All right. That's what I got for you guys this week. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. 